Hello and welcome back. I hope everyone had a great summer. This is episode 64 of the Flames Fancast and it is September 23rd today. Uh, this is going to be kind of a summer recap look ahead episode where we analyze the pretty much nothing we did all summer and the uh, pretty grim season we have ahead of us. But hey, you know, maybe it's not so bad. Jake, how are you? Good, good. Uh, been a while since we've recorded. Yeah. And we're, we're trying to, I'm keenly watching the waves, the wavelengths as we speak here to make sure we don't make our fans deaf when they're listening to us. Good to be back, but not at all uh, optimistic about the season coming up here. Like, I, I, I feel like we needed something to look forward to and, and, and like we're being, we're being presented with shit. And I mean, so, like, it's frustrating uh, to restart the season when we normally restart these podcasts when, before the season starts with some hope. Yeah, and I, I, I think I mentioned this to you before, is that, you know, by this time of the season, you're starting to get excited. You're starting to get amped up. Um, there hasn't been hockey for a while. You're excited for your team to come back. You're, you're, you're even, you know, willing to watch a preseason game against Winnipeg. I mean... That's how deep your obsession with hockey goes. But this year, I've just kind of felt despondent. Like, we don't have much of a chance. The offseason moves were not very favorable, in my opinion, and they aren't in the direction that I think we should go. Uh, I, don't, I don't think the direction of this club is very admirable right now, even if you can identify a direction to begin with. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, we're all Flames fans and we want the best for the team. But I find it hard to, to look at what we're doing right now and actually say, you know, this is what's best for the, for the present and future of the Calgary Flames Hockey Club. What I don't understand is basically there's, there were all these rumors about us. Maybe, maybe I should ask you before... Like I realize we have this loose agenda every single time we do this podcast, but why did it feel like this year it felt like okay, finally we're gonna throw the kitchen sink at something, and then that like be, meaning Eichel, like Eichel, right? Well, I don't know what what else and, we were throwing the kitchen sink at. Well, it just felt like okay, we're finally. It did feel like we're finally trying to offload. I, right. I, I, I know Tre Living's come out and said, I tried to do everything I could, but I can't, I can't do it because we're not going to get what we want. That's because, you know, the league, like you've been saying for years, the league is wise to Sean Monaghan having four surgeries every offseason. And yeah. who wants a guy who had a really poor point total and it absolutely disappears in the playoffs? No, same nobody for, wants it. Same and for the Johnny, who's done. got one year left on his contract. Teams would look at him and say, I can acquire this guy at the deadline if I really need to uh, for a guy who could maybe slot into my second line on a contender, right? They're not going to trade for Johnny for the beginning of the season. They're going to trade for him in February. Which is even worse. For us, absolutely. And I mean... Uh, because if he has a shit season, then the value that whatever we could salvage now, which is very little at this point, if he's having like a garbage season, forget it. Like you won't even get a third rounder at that let, point. Let's talk about this. But, do, do, yeah. you, do you believe... For living when he says I couldn't ship our assets even though I tried. No, I don't believe that. I think that's a big cop out. I think I think you have you have a situation where you can actually get 
some value and it's it's the value he attached to these players which is obviously much higher than what the league values it at so you're above market right and that's the problem you Trelving valued these guys way too high for years and so and now you you reap what you sow you wait too long you still think they have this x value you couldn't move them well I'm sorry, but that means the market does not look at you, look at these players the same way you do. No, I I agree with you 100%. The market is not looking at our players and valuing them with the same kind of valuation that we've slapped on them. Uh, whatever we're expecting for a Goudreau Monahan, we're not getting that. I'm not even close. And at this point, I figure we should have just taken what we could get. Yeah, I agree. And and just blow it up and start and start playing young players. Uh, you know, you, you have Sutter now, you have a, what I hope is going to be a new culture in the dressing room. And I don't mean that in a, uh, bring in the Sutter type players type culture, but I just mean that there's a chance here to reset mentality wise, what's going on in that dressing room, because it's obviously been poison for the last forever at this point. It's, it's gone to a poisonous point where we don't even know, uh, if, if there's any type of team cohesion outside of like maybe the odd besties that there are within the dressing room. You right? know, I, I, I saw, I can't remember when it was, just I think it was TSN and there was an article about the Flames saying, you know, we're not worried about a captain. I didn't even bother reading the article, but it, I can assume that it was because we've got so much leadership in this room. To me, reading between the lines is you don't know which one of these assholes to pick. Like, pretty much. Could, uh, the obvious choice should, in my opinion, should have been Kachuk, but honestly, my my opinion of him has gone downhill the last year, and especially with those rumors that came out that said he wants out. You can't make a guy like that captain. And maybe maybe it's just me getting older. I don't know, more stubborn in my old age. But I just can't I I can't forgive things like that anymore. It's like you say that one thing, you're, you're kind of done. You know, if you don't want to play for this club, there's the door. I agree. And like, and there needs to be a harder line stance within this organization to make sure that we don't allow that kind of, uh, that kind of behavior to happen in the dressing room, uh, where, you know, you have younger guys now that are coming in, they're trying to make a name for themselves, like, like Amanje Pane, like a Dubé, like, a, you know, Matthew Phillips, who wants to try to break this team. And he's going to sit there, all these guys are going to sit there and watch this circus of, Basically, this shell game of guys that we think can be captain but aren't really captains, and then the second shit goes down, they start bailing on this idea. They're not bought into the team, and when you when when everything kind of comes to a head, you realize how important someone like a Geo was, and we're gonna miss him this oh. year. You know, like, Dubé Dubé showed up today and was the fittest flame. Yeah, and that like that speeds volumes, right? Like this guy wants to break the team. He wants to become something of a pivotal role on this team, you got to respect guys like that. And in reality, you want to have captains like that who have that kind of work ethic, right? Giordano. I'm not saying, I'm not saying make Giordano. Yeah. I'm not he was saying, always on that list. Exactly. I, I'm not suggesting Dubé should be captain, but I'm just saying everyone should have that kind of At this point, it's ambition. not a bad idea. Well, I mean, if you really want to start shaking things up, you give the captaincy to guys that are not necessarily the most skilled guys, but the guys that fucking show up. You show up to your job like hungover every day, you're gonna get fired. Jank, our skilled guys don't show up either. Yeah, but I mean, at least then 
I think that there's was your no, point. But there's no, yeah, exactly. There's no message sent to those guys anyway. So yeah, Trelving, I think it's a big F this year. <laughs> and um, like in season had it started, you got an F. No, man. he got an F for the off season, uh, straight up. I, you know, I've given this guy more than enough credit. People who have actually listened to more than three episodes of our show know that you and I have both given him credit for putting in the effort to, he has shaken it up at least from a point where it's like, we would always get excited before the season started. This year, I don't feel any excitement. We've gotten older. No, I know, yeah. Right? We've gotten older. Um, you know, we made one good acqu- acquisition. I, I, I have no problem with Coleman. I'm right? not excited to go out there and see Gabranson, Trevor Lewis, and Brad Richardson. Yeah, like, I mean... I'm just not. Fuck. Like, <laughs> I, I don't understand. I, there's obviously a... Knowing Sutter, that's totally a Sutter... Uh, motivated sign. Those are Sutter motivated signings, in my opinion. Even a, even Coleman to a degree, just because of his style. But Coleman's good. Coleman's a talented player, and it's not to say that you know Richardson and Goodbranson are horrible. But it's not something that's gonna it's, that uh, it's sets blo- you. It's blocking a path for a young exactly. player, and it doesn't get you to the next level, which we've desperately been waiting for, patiently for years. I would rather us fail with a bunch of prospects and younger players and then have the odd veteran come in and then start helping like nurture these guys, building them to like really good character athletes and then building them into a team that can actually compete at a, at a, at the next level, uh, you know, with that plan in mind, we don't have any plan. No. Like what's the plan? I think our, I, in my opinion, after looking at what we've done, and how this team has gone from apparently a complete rebuild to just more of the same status quo. Um, we're going to just take this same core and support it going forward. I just think management, I think ownership, honestly, ownership just said to Treleving, just field a competitive team that's going to keep us in some kind of playoff race that's going to put bums in seats for the season and you know maximize as much as we can out of this team to make it profitable. And to me, this kind of off season just shows a lack of ambition because the absolute answer to me was this, this core needs to be blown up. It's failed forever. It, it has never worked. The, the closest we've gotten the playoffs is a, is a second round series and where we're out in five games to Anaheim. And it where was, we beat it Vancouver was handedly, in seven games. We, we were handedly well, we, Yeah, beats. we were. And then the, the next Colorado. playoff series, I think, Colorado kicked the shit out of us. Yeah. Mike Smith. We made Mike Smith look like Patrick Waugh, man. Yeah, like, he, had a, he had a good series that, in that round. Anyhow, let, let's kind of let, talk about the summer acquisitions and, you know, let's, let's know, start with the it's forwards. A, it's such a big elephant in the room, man. Like, it's like... I'm sure we'll touch on how much what, we suck <sighs> and how much we failed to blow this up and how much we're going back to the same I know, guys. No, I, I'm not trying ate, to track. They don't want to be here. I, I know, I'm, and I'm not trying to track from the agenda. Like I, I'm just the saying, agenda doesn't matter. The like, agenda doesn't matter, but like we should talk about other stuff because I guarantee everyone, everyone that's a Flames fan is saying the same shit. Right? Yeah, this is like this is like that friend that you really care about that got like 800 pounds too fucking big, and you've tried <laughs> to subtly over the years take him out hiking so that you can like kind of subtly help them like lose weight. Without telling them they're losing weight, but you know, at some point you gotta be like, you're too fucking fat. Yeah, this like, you gotta, uh, we, you we gotta are, like get your shit the, together. You're a fat fuck point. Yeah, yeah, and 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 to the point where it's like, if you don't change your lifestyle, 
you're gonna go into the hospital and you're gonna die. But the problem so, the problem is that's where fans say that and it's not ownership. Yeah. Ownership I agree. is not saying that to management. I think ownership is saying we, we just we want to make money out of this team. We're gonna have a new arena. We always want to feel the competitive we're gonna be, you know, a, a downgrade on whatever San Jose was in their best years, where they're making the semifinals and conference finals but not winning shit. We're going to scrape into the playoffs, maybe get to the semis every now and then, or have most years out. Because this year, the Pacific Division blows, man. It sucks a lot. Completely. But I mean... Vegas is going to run away with this division. Absolutely. Edmonton will probably be second. And it's a crapshoot for that third spot, I think, between (laughs) us, Seattle, and Vancouver. But Anaheim, LA, and San Jose are god-awful. And watch them beat us. Watch them beat us this year. LA always beats us. We suck in Anaheim and, you know, San Jose. It's just frustrating because, like... We're the kind of team that honestly shows up to Washington away and wins. We show up to Pittsburgh away <laughs> and win. Like, and then we come home and we lose three out of four on a homestand against Vancouver, Winnipeg, and fucking Ottawa. That's us, man. That's the Flames, in a nutshell. You know, they start the season, they look amazing, and then they just... I don't even think we're going to have that this year. We talked about Coleman. Coleman was the best, in my opinion. Absolutely. (laughs) But but to me, Coleman Coleman is a good player. He's a great acquisition. Coleman is a good player on a competitive team to fill in that that middle six role because he is is a great player. He shouldn't be coming to us and being... Sadly, he's going to be probably a nailed-on top six guy for sure. I can Which see is him okay. on the first he line. He can be successful for that, but he's, I don't think he's a first-line guy. No, I th- well, on this team, I think he will be. $4.9 million for six years? I could see him playing the first line quite a bit this year. Just his profile fits that Sutter, you know, the, the checklist. What do you think about the contract? Six I'm, years. I'm okay. You know what? Like, it's average. Like, you know, it's, yeah, maybe you can make an argument that it's overpaid and you can make an argument that it's, it's, just right or slightly under like it's slightly over it's slightly over in my opinion but it's not like something that i'm going to look back on and be like this contract's fucking us i'm not honestly like i don't look at it as the same way as i looked at like a brower contract or like a oh those Neo long contract. contracts where the player yeah. just suck like right? this whole long contract thing needs to end so you know when it comes to this one the length is good the price okay maybe a little bit over but the length is good so we're not stuck with you know, someone that's going to turn 36 and we're still paying them multiple millions of dollars. Right? I think we will be. Just, but just at the end there, right? Like we were beyond that age with like some of these, like the fucking James Neals and stuff he's, like he's that. A, he's a good player. And he's a good player. I'm glad he's a flame. And he's it, not going to fucking lay down. Man. It looks like he's excited to be here. He's going to show up. Mm-hmm. And those are the kind of guys we need. And I mean, I hope, I hope he's successful. He's, I think he's definitely going to be in a top six role. I'd rather he be in a middle six role, but that's okay. Top six for us is, is fine. And, I mean, I liked him in New Jersey. Tampa made a great pickup getting him. We, we paid a premium, and now we've got a good player. So, I mean, there wasn't a whole, whole lot out there that we could do, but, you know, there's always those Eichel rumblings, but. Yeah, I mean, and like, and I just hope he plays well. I hope he fits. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I hope he finds someone that he clicks with, whether that's Kachuk, that's Lindholm, that's Monahan, whoever. It would be good if he brought in some of that 
he seems like a good character. I'm kind of hoping that that becomes a little bit contagious in the dressing room. Someone that shows up. So you think he'll hard. be first line? I think, I think early on, I think Sutter will try him first line. With who? Probably with Johnny and maybe Lindholm, I guess. I can see that. I don't think Monaghan's going to feature much on the first line this year. I think it's going to be all Johnny Money. I don't know. I, something, I, I'm, I know it's an unpopular opinion, but I, I don't, I, for some reason, I get this gut feel that, that those two are just going to get broken up to the point where I think we're just going to go through a lot of drama again this year, and then, and then finally we're just going to get rid of these guys. And well, unfortunately for free. Johnny's going to leave. Yeah, unfortunately for I mean, free. We missed the window of getting rid of him. Read between the lines. Uh, the contract negotiation is between my agent and Treliving all summer. Yeah. It's, Fuck off. It's, Fuck off. It's a joke. Um, and it's too bad because this is now, like, I always felt that we could have an amicable divorce with Johnny, like, a, few, a couple years ago. You know, it was kind of like that. And this remember, year. This year. And no, I, so remember when he had his 99-point year, we were all loving Johnny. I still like him. I still think he's fucking good. But, I like him too. He's a good player. But and so he's a flame. And then he had that next year where, you know, it was definitely underperforming versus the year prior. And then the playoffs were just super disappointing for us. It was the year that we lost to Colorado that we should have just done it then. For for not just Johnny, for Monty as well. Because that's when you kind of had that peak. Uh, that is not in the uh, mo of this. No, I know, but management. but this is but this is the lessons that they need to learn, because they we've held on way too much for a lot of these players, and uh, then we just get fucking burned. I really think teams are terrified to let their superstars go. Yeah, but is it really a superstar when you've when you've basically had four attempts at the playoffs, and these two could not step up to the point where they would take over games? I mean, he's our he's uh, he's the I superstar know, but, on our team. Is know, he a league wide superstar? Well, that's, I mean, but that maybe that starts, well, it depends on the team that he gets on. Is he a superstar with Tampa Bay? Probably because that support system will be amazing for him, right? But is he a superstar in Philly? Probably not. I feel like he's way more motivated to play for Philly than he is for us. For sure. But like, again, there's got to be a bunch of pieces that fall into place for you, right? As a player. Like, especially when you're a player that doesn't know how to, like, elevate his game to carry the team. I'm not asking for an Aginla here, but I'm asking for, you got to come back, get the puck, fucking want it, and start doing something. That's not. Where it didn't exist with him. Maybe in that 99-point year, it did, because he was so motivated to get that 100th point. Like, I still remember that last game where we didn't have to play him, but we did. And he was just killing himself to try to get that one more point. That was the same game that McDavid... That was the game where Gio hit yeah, McDavid. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was at that game, actually. Yeah, we were at that game. So you were with someone else. I was there, too, with, with our other mutual friend. And like, But the game just turned... It just it, turned ugly. It was Once McDavid got injured, it was just... Yeah, everyone... And Johnny didn't play much in the third and whatever. But you saw that. There, there was... Like, he has yeah. that... He has the that fire desire, was there, man. The fire was there. The fire is there only for himself. And so herein lies the issue of, okay, this guy's a fucking great player, but he's not the guy that's going to elevate a team. We need to deal with him. We need to, sorry, we need to deal with him and find someone that will do something for the team. I mean, that was a lot of Johnny Goudreau in the Blake Coleman segment. 
<laughs> but talk it always me, comes down to that. Talk man. to me about Richardson and Lewis. No, you talk to me about that. Uh, again, I, I, there's not much to say other than these guys are Sutter players. They're goons. They're old, and they're blocking a spot for these young guys who could be competing for a spot on our roster. This is not the way I want to see the team going, signing, you know, 30-plus washed-up veterans to one-year 800,000 contracts to fill spots on our fourth line to intimidate somebody. Like, nobody's, nobody's scared of us, man. <laughs> nobody's scared of our size that can't move. But, okay, we have Richardson and we have Trevor Lewis, and they won a Stanley Cup with Sutter in... 1894 with the Los Angeles Kings. Whoop-de-doo. Here's a, here's, a, here's a thought. So you assign these guys to one-year contracts each, right? You talk about wanting to play some of these young guys in our system uh, to kind of develop, uh, you know, bring them up and start letting them have NHL game time, right? Would it not be better? You're now seeing this club where a bunch of big contracts are about to end. Right? And specifically Johnny Money, right? Money's got an extra year. He's got an extra Kuchuk's year. Chuck's contract ends in a year or two. Yeah, right. He's RFA. So here's here's the situation you're you're in with when you're sitting in a room with Charleving and Sutter. You're saying, Okay, look, in a year, one big contract gets dumped, right? We lost him. We lost Johnny. We're not we're definitely not signing him again. Uh you sign Goodbranson and, and Richardson to one-year deal, so you kind of tie over this like little transition season, and you're allowing these younger guys to play full seasons in the AHL rather than like diminished minutes in the NHL. What's better? Would you rather have your young guys play? You know, I'm not buying 15? it. I'm not buying it. You're not buying that? No. Because what if they're honestly? Thinking that? <laughs> because would you rather okay, your players play 15 minutes? If they're minutes? thinking that. Yeah. If they're thinking that, then what? You know what? What are they fucking thinking? No, I. What they are they thinking? Doing Richard? If they're thinking that, then that's you're 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 what insulating your players. But then I would just say, give one of those guys in the A that you don't think is going to make it the chance to play in the NHL. Don't bring up Zari and don't bring up Phillips right away. Yeah, but wouldn't you want Zari and Phillips by what you're saying? According to to your like. No, theory? I, I'm throwing a scenario at you. Like, what if this is what's going on? Honestly, I think we should be bringing up these guys uh, to the NHL and then, fuck it, let them take Monaghan's minutes. Let them take Goudreau's minutes. Mangiapane should be a lock for the first line for me. That's the future. Kachuk should probably be a lock for the first line. That's our future. Lindholm should probably be our first line because that's our future. Yeah. And I like to play guys that are going to be with the club and are committed to the club for the long term. Or I, I, vying I, yeah, for something. Like, I agree with Johnny's the whole gone. mentality. Yeah, he is done. He's a great yeah. player. He's, again, thanks for the service, man, but really, you didn't do it when it counted. Yeah, he needs a different team. Like, it's just like a really hot girlfriend that's so bad in the sack, like, and really <laughs> stupid on top of that, right? What are, you, what are you going to do with that? You know? Like, thanks, but I, after a while, you're like, I just can't. I just can't, and I'm, I'm, I will support Goudreau <laughs> till he's not a flame anymore. I'm behind him 100% when he throws on that jersey, but I just don't feel like he's giving it his all. I just don't feel like he really cares. Yeah. I just don't feel like he's out there trying to prove a point, trying to prove his critics wrong, because time and time again, it's been early playoff exit, and it's been ho-hum, gone for the summer, coming back, and it's like, listen, it's between my agent and Treliving. 
Like, shut the fuck up. Say something that's like, yeah, I, I, I'm committed to staying here or like, no, you know, I, I'm, I'm moving on at the end of the year. You just can't, I don't want to provide a distraction, whatever, all this bullshit, but I'm, I'm tired of it. I, I can read between the lines. I read between the lines for years when you didn't want to be here and you're contractually obliged and we kept you and we couldn't move you and that's on us. But now we're, you're going to move either at the trade deadline or at the end of the year for nothing. And uh, I, don't, I don't really see the point of protecting our young players because A, I don't really see any of them that need protection. And B, I think we should be putting players in younger now. Because I look at Jankowski and the players that we've tried to in- integrate slowly, they just, they just fizzle out and die. Valimaki, we basically put him in right away and it was kind of up to him to sink or swim. Like, you know, you're going to play a level up and it's up to yeah. you to elevate that game. And it was, it was an average season for him, right? I, some I, games were good, some games were I don't view Trevor great. Lewis and Brad Richardson as signings that are protecting young players. I, I view I mean, it they're as gonna the be third. They're going to be third, fourth they line should be, type guys, man. They I mean, should they're be retired. Not, I know, but they're not going to play more than like, eight minutes a game anyway. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about them taking away time in that respect. Man, I, if you're, if you're Connor Zari and you're playing eight minutes a game, every shift you're going, playing as hard as you can. And you're playing against their fourth line too, right? You're not playing against the Austin Matthews and the Sidney Crosby's and the Connor McDavid's out there. No, man, that's Goudreau and Monaghan and all these other fuckwads that we have that aren't doing anything for us. But like, if you're if you're those young players, you know you get a chance, and you go like Bennett came in young, Kachuk came in young. Well, why not bring in these guys when we have an opportunity to do it? It's because we're bringing in veterans because they're safe, they're familiar, and they're big and and can move only slower than twenty miles per hour. Which, yeah, there's uh, there's something to be said about a bit of the. Uh the dichotomy that we have going on in the, in the dressing room and the culture of this club, when it feels like everything should be based on merit, but at the same time, it's like, you still prioritize this namesake, right. That we have going on and every club does it. I'm not saying the flames are, um, you know, they're unique to this, but it seems like we kind of cling on a lot longer to that. Like, you know, to the point where it's a total detriment. Right. Um, so I do, I do agree with you. I, I'm not, but you, you know what makes no sense to me is that if we're going to go this route where we're sticking with the status quo and we're going to say this team is our team and we still believe in this core, why the fuck did we let Gio go? I think that was just a function of, of we could have, we could have talked to Seattle and been like, don't take this guy. You know, we'll give I, you- I don't think they would. Dude, come on, man. You got, you Are got they guy... really that enticed to take a 38-year-old defenseman? Absolutely. Why not? Like, so what? Most, you know, if you have a... I feel like, I feel like if you want to protect a player, <laughs> Seattle's listening. Yeah, but dude... I, Trilling what's, didn't what's, want to pay okay, the price. Let me ask you, what's in it for Seattle for, for you to do that? What Draft are you going to do? Probably a first-round pick, to be honest. So wait, you're going to get... So I'm just saying... Just it so I understand, make, you would give a first-round pick It doesn't make sense to me to lose Gio and then keep everybody else. Yeah, I, I mean, but would you would you be willing to give up fucking uh, no, Valimaki? No, I, I thought Gio was the first domino in the rebuild. I guess Valimaki wouldn't be avail- available. But like, there we go. The point is, is that like, would you be willing to give up Anderson? No. Well, then no, I'm not saying protect Gio. Stuck. I'm saying leave Gio exposed. Right. 
and then make a deal with Seattle, which we didn't do. But I thought, I was under the impression that when we lost Geo, that was the beginning of the rebuild. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think- It doesn't make sense to me to so willfully lose Geo. And I know we come out and say, oh, Treliving is heartbroken and Geo is heartbroken, but they yeah, let but it happen at the end of the fuck. day. Then, man, that shit is so annoying. I don't care. You're a fucking professional athlete. I don't give a shit. I just don't care about your feelings. Like, I, if I cared about everyone's feelings on a fucking hockey team, like, I'd be a fucking emotional mess. Like, I don't need, I don't care about that. Like, this fairy tale stories of shit. Like, Geo is one of the most, if not the most, amazing story at least in flames history in terms of where he came from how he got to this level and how he elevated his game to the point where he was captain for years and was a fucking stalwart on the ice for us absolutely deserves every single fucking piece of credit given to him but when you give me this like this farewell and goodbye i'm sorry like when he's gone he's gone that's it it's over he's not a flame anymore I respect and love everything that he gave to us, and that's it. Hockey, it's going to be the same. Hockey culture is not like that. I, I don't care. The thing is, like, I'm looking at, but I think it's the detriment to our, at least to our organization. I agree. Because I we agree. romanticize this I whole, agree. like, I want this to work for him because it's a story now where it's like he's down on the dumps, and now we're going to get him back up. Man, if you ran companies like that, you would have bankruptcies every fucking week. So you can't, it's, we, we did that with Johnny too long. We did that to Monty too long. I know I went back to these guys, but like, <laughs> it's, it really is, but it is the detriment to the team. The only time Johnny shows up is when fucking Eric Francis opens his mouth and starts running it and saying shit about Johnny. And then all of a sudden Johnny gets a fucking hat trick and like three assists, has a fight. You know what I mean? Like get some Gordie Howe hat trick. Like he does like amazing things. So either... Eric Francis needs to be a complete douchebag every fucking gay, every day of the rest of his life, or, or we need to just change this up. And unfortunately, we just need to... This is not a good team. We are not good. And you say that San Jose is worse than us? They are. I, I'm, yeah, I wouldn't want to be San Jose. Sure, on paper, you're... I, I'm, I'm, you're I don't know if right. on paper they're worse. Dude, I, you know what? We said that about fucking Ottawa. Ottawa was the worst goddamn team, and we split the series with them at one point, and then we end up losing the series to them. So let's spare ourselves the embarrassment of saying that we're better than anyone else. Frankly, we're not. We're just not a good team. We're not. No, we're not. I don't... Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. We're not a good team. I'm not excited about this season. I don't have any hope, and I'm not impressed with the direction that we're going. But... I'm I, I'm gonna change our direction here because while we were talking about <laughs> I, Richardson yeah, and Lewis, I went back to Johnny. Sorry. What do you think about then? You know, and we had the young player discussion about them coming in and possibly protecting or blocking young players. What about a Pitlick signing? That's a weird one. Because he's he's the kind of player that's doing that, but for a million dollars more a year. Like, what's he bringing you? Third-line uh, grit? I don't, I don't know. That's just what we need more of, third-line grit, to play with our third-line gritty setter in Michael Backlund, right? <laughs> yeah, that guy really gets he, his he nose in, in the cost, battles there. He, he doesn't cost as much as Backlund, at least. <laughs> this deal just keeps getting worse and worse, man. I, I, I agree. And it just makes me wonder if, if management made a mistake. Yes, in, I'm just going to say yes. Well, yeah for numerous things but 
I'm sorry. Like I do. Up until this off season, I was I was a fairly big Trelleving fan, and I thought he did he did do well with the assets we had in hand. But this summer, I think was a catastrophic failure, and maybe I'm building it up too much in my head. But this was the year to start rebuilding because at least we can get some value, whatever value that is left, out of some of these guys. You can't tell me, you know, Philadelphia wasn't going to give anything for Johnny. Philadelphia is sitting there talking to Johnny, although it's illegal, you know what happens. And at the end of the day, when you're trellaving and you're East sitting Coast there, team is. yeah, whatever. Every team, no, but my point is like every team, like especially if a player is like, it's like their childhood team, you know they fucking talk. Like, again, it's illegal, but they, t- they do talk. So, you know. All Johnny's saying, and he's not saying this outright to Philadelphia, but he's saying, okay, fuck it. I'll just hold out and you guys sign me next year, right? I got plenty of years left. I'm not worried about it, right? I'll just, I'll just not get injured. I, I would have put money on that four years ago, three years ago, yeah, but two I mean, years ago. Yeah, and it's to your point about the whole the Phillies hats and stuff like Which that. Which was but bullshit. Like, and yeah, I you're sc- right. You're right. And he's still wearing it. So I, I've been noticing that too. And I apologize. I was, I was wrong to say to you that that was a stupid theory. It, it's not. It, it is legit. And so what, what I'm worried about is that he basically is like, I better just not get injured so I can get signed by these guys and, and play hockey again. So he's going to maybe half-ass it even more this year, right? Uh, what, what's his motivation to succeed? Zero. Well, he, it is a contract year. But his motivation is to, if he's already kind of got a, I understand. If he's got a nonverbal secret agreement yeah, with yeah. Philly, yeah, then what, what's the fucking point? It's done. Yeah. But if he doesn't, then he should be playing hard. Same with Kachuk. It's a contract year for him. But no one's mentioned that yet. Instead, yeah, but Kachuk we're just is like, restricted, right? So there's a bit of a... Kachuk isn't leaving unless we want Kachuk, him to. But the thing is, Kachuk Hopefully is not... Hopefully Montreal comes in with like a massive offer sheet and we're just like fucking taken. Here's the thing. Like, Kachuk is not the guy that's going to lay down and die. He may not have had a good season last year, but it wasn't from a lack of trying. He just he tr- he almost tried too much, like in the in the areas that were fucking him over, like that whole fucking side of the net between his legs, you know, that he tried that so much last season to the point where it's like, dude, everyone knows, so stop. Right? I I I'm a hundred percent with you. And he took a How fucking about just beating. Play hockey. Yeah, and so get normal goals. I, if there's anything I'm optimistic about is him this year. Oh I'm optimistic God. about Coleman. Um, I'm optimistic about seeing Markstrom play well. Um, I'm, I'm optimistic about praying to Christ that one of our defenders steps up. I'm optimistic more on Valimaki, or sorry, uh, on, on the Hannafin. Uh, <laughs> Hannafin. No. <laughs> this is where we are right now. Yeah, but do you, you know he- what? Do you hear us sitting in your living room right now saying yeah, we're optimistic you know what? about Hannafin? There's not enough year. beer in the world for me right I, now. I understand, but the Hannafin had a good year last year. You <sighs> have to admit that, and so did Tanev. Yeah, I, Tanev, Tanev did his job. Beyond and that. And he did his job well. Yeah. And, and, and so this is, okay, but. Here, here's another thing. Good Branson at 1.95, which the money doesn't matter. But okay, you, you just signed uh, Shillington and you just signed Connor Mackey. And now you've signed Good Branson to a one way deal, 1.95 mil. 
I, I feel like that's taken a roster spot from one of these guys who could compete. I'd rather see Connor Mackey there. I'd rather see Shillington there. Or I'd rather see Shillington, like, doing... Again, the guy showed up as one of the fittest flames. Like, he's working hard. I think he deserves a spot. You know, I remember on a podcast where your brother said he saw him, he saw him as, like, a, a winger. Not even, yeah, a, bunch not of, even bunch a demon. Of fans, bunch of fans like that about him, but... And I'm a big Shillington fan, as you know. Why but do we like, have good Branson? But you know what? The Shillington thing... This, this guy can't move, man. I, I agree. Fuck. But he's not going to play more than a few minutes a game anyway. That's not the point. It's just, it's just taking away minutes, experience from yeah, another... Yeah, for sure. But like, you know what? Shillington's kind of hitting that weird Jankowski-type timing right now. Why right? did we sign Zadorov to a one-year deal? That, Tyler... I am so disgruntled about this team. I like every player that you start mentioning makes my fucking. Why can't we sign Zadorov for more years? Why? I don't know. Or find someone who want wants to? to be here for longer. Do I you mean, want to? <laughs> I don't know. Don't, don't do you think that he's Chelsea a top four not- guy for us, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know how else to spin that. He's got to be. Like I think he was on the first pairing in today's practice. Yeah, yeah, he was. With um, Tanev. Was it Tanev? I don't even know. No, Tanev would be with Hannafin. I think it was Hannafin and Anderson, to be honest. You know, that's another guy that I'm just kind of... Anderson really turned me off after that stupid puck thing last season. But One deal I was pleased with was Vladar. Yeah, okay. Let's two years. Let's, let's be positive. Two here. years. Okay, yeah. At, there you at go. base that's salary a good one. and no, a guy who's got a lot of upside and a lot of reason to be successful. Yep. Because no, we fucked Riddick so hard. I didn't mind Riddick, like but we screwed him over. Like mentally, too much jerking around, too much you're one, okay, you're one A, you're one B. Yeah. You know, good for him. He's a good goalie. He just needs somewhere else to thrive. Then we signed Markstrom and we signed Mike Smith and you just need to give someone the confidence, right? I feel like I, I, I'm with your point where our number one goalie should be playing like 65, 70 games a season. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. You're our guy. And like the only reason why the other guy comes in is because it's his night off. Yeah, you need to rest. And it has nothing to do with your performance. Everything to do with your rest. But I like Vladar in that position because yeah, I'm it's okay a good signing. It's a good player. Um. Again, we're kind of screwing our goalie prospects in the pipeline, but we're the Flames, you know? We don't you know actually what, though, develop like, prospects okay, to but be the anything goalie, good. The goalie development thing is, is so... There's no science behind it, really. Like, some of the best goalies in the league right now were just kind of thrown in during the playoffs or something, and they ended up just doing well. And then the teams ended up just... They kept playing them, right? Like, imagine, imagine being, being in the management of, of Pittsburgh. Of, like, Flurry won you how many cups? And you, you had no fucking qualms being like, this guy fucking came in and took your job. Didn't they win a cup with Murray? Yeah, they did. But I'm just saying that like before that, you had a goalie that was like a bona fide number one who won you a few cups, a couple cups, and all of a sudden this other guy comes in because you got injured, and he fucking dominated, and you had the balls to be like, oh, we're sorry. This is the guy now. That's because Pittsburgh it, is a good team. It, but that's... So that's a lesson to be learned here. It's like... That's how you develop a goalie. You have, unfortunately, it's circumstantial. But we haven't done that. We haven't and done that. And we won't in do that with years. Fladar and Markstrom. Well, the last time we did it was with Kiprasov. He just came in, fucking yeah. Yeah, dominated. Yeah, because Turek is awful. 
Yeah, but Turek was a bigger name. Sutter Sutter came in. Sutter could swing his dick around and do whatever he wanted. And he's like, I'm going to get Kiprasov for a second-round pick, and he's going to play. Yep. Because, you know, this is what we do in Calgary. We give Sutter the reins, and we let him do it. And now we've got uh, – let me hold on here. Just let me read off this paper. Oh, Trevor Lewis, uh, Brad Richardson, and Nikita Zdorov on the worst one-year contract ever. Oh, and we signed some young D prospects that aren't going to play. And our forward prospects are totally blocked because there's Pitlick, Richardson, and Lewis. But aside from that, we're good. <laughs> we're in great shape. Um, oh, and Lucic is still there. But I mean... I'm, hey, you know what? Don't fucking... I like Lucic. He had a fucking good year last year. He tries. And he actually wants to win. So that mentality cannot be bought. As we can see. What do you think? About the persistent Eichel rumors. Well, you heard how he basically showed up completely unfit. Of course, he and hasn't he, had his surgery, man. Yeah. And how like, is he supposed he, to play? He's essentially suspended, isn't he, right now, from his team? No idea. Not following. I think he is. But, um, you know, for some time there, I was, I was so desperate for a fucking Johnny move that I was okay with this whole thing, even though the guy needs, like, back surgery or some shit like that. So, today, I would say no, just because of what the hell is going on with them. But if you ask me before this whole, you know, this this thing about his back, and, like, it's obviously crippled him quite badly, I would, uh, before I knew that, I would have been like, yeah, all day, just th- fucking throw the kitchen sink at getting him. It's his neck. It's his neck. Okay, so upper, upper back, upper back to neck. Right. So it's a uh, it's obviously a no for me at this point because you're you're th- at least get a fucking draft pick out of it, right? It's but you're not going to get a draft pick. The, the price your, is too high. Yeah, the price is too high. Like if you're going to get rid of Johnny at a steep discount, get a draft pick out of it. Listen, if you take Johnny and Monty and you give us Jack Eichel, and I'll even throw in a first deal. But you're not doing that. They're not doing that. I'm just, you know what? I was kind of a little bit excited, but I knew in the back of my mind we were never going to get him, and now I, I don't want him. Yeah. But I, I think this team has to really look at itself and say we need to rebuild from the inside. We need to start drafting better. We need to start building better, and we need to start giving our players chances. And until we do that, we're going to be uh, forever in this cycle of First round exits are just finishing outside the playoffs, yeah. which is not ever where I want to be. And even when we were fucking second in the NHL, we were out in five games. God damn it. That's it. You got anything? I'm done. You got anything else? Don't get upset. Man. I'm just pissed, man. That was upsetting. Okay, well, the music's on, so yeah. That's the music from last year. But yeah, I know. Anyhow, we'll be back with some more frequency because there will actually be hockey. But uh, I think we'll come back uh, just before the season starts, talk about line combos, talk about who plays where, talk about predictions where we'll finish, how we'll do, maybe some points totals. I doubt any kind of trades will happen between now and then, but maybe I'll let Jenk do the agenda for that one that we won't follow. We never follow the agenda. (laughs) You know it, I know it. Our two listeners know it. (laughs) (laughs) That's one know. thing we got to do this year is uh, yeah, market luck. ourselves yeah, better. We're not, we're not going to do that. We're not. Every we're, year we say this. We're going to say we're going to do it. And then we're going to tweet like nine things and that's it. 
and then have the same people listen to us, which we love, by the way. Yeah. We do have some faithful listeners out there, which we are not marketers. Man. I'm not. No. I'm not either. I'm I'm just some bum who does things for the government. That's enough. End it. Thanks so much for listening. This has been episode 64. I hope you enjoy what's left of September. And we'll catch you before the season starts. Go Flames, go! Go!